32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. Thanks for joining us once again on 32GI Sports Nutrition. I'm Mr. Actor David Katz, joined by Mark Wolf as we continue to take you through an endurance journey. In part five, we are going into more detail. We've been talking about nutrition and how important it is. And Mark talked in our previous podcast, which I'll put a link up for you as well, about the importance of macronutrients and arguably the most important one when looking at an athlete, and that's not taking anything away from the others, is protein. Mark, protein is vital. Protein is critical. Uh, it's not only the building blocks of, uh, of our body, but it also helps and it is the strength of our immune system as well. So, you know, limiting protein intake or excessive protein intake, these things are quite debatable. I'll, I'll just state the facts as they are. If you are an athlete, you need to take in a certain amount of protein per day. And, you know, especially in endurance athletes, generally we look at about 1.4 grams per kilogram of body weight up to about 1.7 grams per kilogram of body weight. On the lower end, more for maintenance. On the upper end, more if you want to increase lean muscle mass and drop off uh, body fat. You know, if you're not an active person, you'll take a much lower portion of protein. And for those people that are doing strength training or a lot of resistance training, your protein intake needs to be increased even more. You're doing a much more significant amount of uh, tissue damage. So, you know, just taking that into account now, it's quite interesting to think that every single day, depending on how I'm training or what I'm doing, my protein intake is probably going to vary slightly. And the reason being is, is that some days I just could be running, I could be cycling, I could be swimming, and it could be um, just very standard sort of uh, training, maybe for two hours, three hours, etc. And I could be taking it 1.4 up to maybe 1.7 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. But then I throw strength into the mix. And when I do strength training on those days, generally I was taking even more protein. The problem with protein, though, is if you do not consume the right amount of protein for your body, your body is not going to be able to do proper repair. It's not going to be able to be utilized as a building blocks for uh, repairing muscle tissue. And how are you expecting to actually adapt to training? Uh, you won't. You won't get stronger. You'll actually get weaker. And eventually, when the muscles weaken, because you're actually breaking them down all the time and not repairing them properly because your protein intake is actually limited, what's going to happen is, is that you will end up with some injury at some later stages because eventually referral goes down to tendons and joints. So... We know that for a fact, and I've seen it over the years with many, many athletes, especially when they're under-eating completely on the protein side. What we find is that they suffer far more from injuries and illness than an athlete that's taking in the correct amount of protein. So that is the first step. The second thing is, how does the protein work? And it's, it's quite easy. Just as an example, if a person has to consume 120 grams of protein a day, net protein in a day, you cannot consume that protein at one sitting. So don't think that you can have 10 grams of protein in the morning and you're going to go and have 110 grams of protein at night before you go to sleep because protein does not work that way. 
protein is broken down in certain volumes within the human body, and the body is able, is able to break down and process a certain amount every couple of hours. And generally, we're looking at probably around the 25 to 30 gram mark per serving, which means that if you've got 120 grams of protein that you need to consume in a day, you probably need to break that into four or five meals, probably over two and a half to three hour space periods, in order to be able to make sure that the body is able to utilize, absorb, and uh, you know take that protein and use it for, for repair work uh, within the body. So don't think that you can just fast the entire day and then go and squeeze in all your protein in a single window period. It's not going to happen. The other thing that I say to people is if you overeat protein, and I always say these people telling me, I'm on a high-protein diet. I don't know what a high-protein diet means. I know what the exact amount of protein that you should be eating for you means because that's what it's about. But if you overeat protein, what will happen is it will give rise to blood sugar. Why? Because the protein breaks down. There's an excess in the body. The body's not able to process it. What's going to happen? It gets converted into blood sugar. After it gets converted into blood sugar, body takes the glycogen stores. Are the glycogen stores topped up? Yes, they're topped up. Okay, let's convert it to fat and let's store fat, which explains very clearly why people that eat too much meat, and they generally don't just eat meat on its own because meat contains fat, as well as they probably eat carbohydrates with it in the form of potatoes or bread or chips or whatever it is. Those are big weight gainers. So when you eat a protein, understand the amount of protein you are required to eat and make sure that you stick to that particular target. People talk about window periods when it comes to protein. There is no real specific window period, okay? I mean, yes, you can take protein as an endurance athlete any time after your training. It doesn't have to be within a 20 or 30-minute window. You can take it up to even two hours afterwards. But my suggestion would be to take in something earlier on so that you actually recover from your session, not just from a, 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 a protein perspective, but it helps stabilize any hunger cravings as well as it also, you know, taking with the carbohydrates, it's uh, it helps stabilize blood sugar and stays you for a lot longer. But there is one window period that I really firmly believe in, and that's the period that you're sleeping at night. And I always advocate taking in protein before bed at night. Why? Because while you're sleeping, that's where all the repair work is happening in the body. If you've got protein in your system, all the better. It keeps the hunger pains at, at bay, and if you're hungry at night, it actually impacts your sleep. Uh, when you're not hungry at night, you're in sleep, and that will affect your sleep a lot better. So it, it can play on that as well. There's many different types of proteins out there, whether they're plant-based, whether they're animal-based proteins. You need to find what works for you. I'm a firm believer in understanding exactly how much protein you need. Keep it clean, keep it lean, and make sure that you get your daily target in every single time. Now, Mark, you, you were great then sort of saying, look, everyone will be different. Some people will be lactose intolerant. Some people are vegetarian need to look at different options to get their protein in. But what about protein supplements, something like amino acids? How important are, are those? And would you need to be getting those from supplements as opposed to from your food? Look, I mean, a, 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 a full protein will have all the amino acids in it, and you'll get enough protein from that. Um, there is something that we call muscle protein synthesis, and one of the triggers of that we know is a, a branched-chain amino acid, which is called leucine. Uh, leucine uh, triggers muscle protein synthesis between the 2.5 to 3 gram sort of mark. Um, depending on how much protein you're having post-exercise, you might get close to that or near that amount. Um, and then uh, the isoleucine and valine, they, they're sort of less important in the muscle protein synthesis, but they're also branched-chain aminos, and they 
You know, I would look at a, a three sort of uh, a three gram serving of leucine to a one and a half ounce of leucine to valine. You don't need more than that. For those people that think these twelve one ones and these eight one ones of branch chain amino acids are like the in thing, I'm got sorry. I'm sorry to tell you, but from a science point of view and from what's proven point of view, the two one one is the only branch chain amino acid ratio that has ever been scientifically proven. You hit supermax at three grams of leucine. So why would you need to take more? You don't need to take more. So BCAAs are definitely beneficial. Uh, best to take it along with a protein meal. Um, and uh, and you can take it post-exercise. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. There are people that train twice a day as well. So, you know, you might even increase the dosage a little bit later on. But, yes, I mean, they do play a crucial role from a supplement point of view. Um, the only problem with BCAs is they are very, very bitter. And most brands in store, and I'm not speaking specifically about brands, use very unhealthy masking agents, uh, unnatural sweeteners, colors, etc., to try and mask the bitterness. Try and find something that's clean. Try and mask it yourself with something that's clean. I wouldn't want you to consume anything that would be unhealthy to your body. Mark, clean has always been and, and remains an extremely important part of your ethos, and that has a knock-on effect to the products that 32GI do produce. What uh, sort of compound are you utilizing in Recover? And if people were to use the sort of general serving or recommended serving, how much of their daily intake, on average, I know everyone's different, would that constitute for someone in terms of their protein intake? I'm just going to state that 32GR Recover is a uh, is not a pure protein. It is a carbohydrate combined with a protein. We use a pea protein isolate, which has an excellent amino acid profile, very high in glutamic acid levels, very good organine levels, and it has a very nice branched-chain amino acid level as well. What I like about it is it's an extremely clean protein, and uh, the way the protein is derived is also a very clean process. However, 32GR recover, and I need to state this up front, because of the carbohydrate content, you need to earn that recovery shape. So it's not something that I would use as a meal replacement or as a pure protein. You need to understand that it needs to be taken in the context of post-exercise or pre-exercise because it is involved in the training process. We are 32GR launching a very unique pure protein um, very soon into the market. Uh, you can stay tuned for that, and that will cater for the people that need to look at that from a meal replacement point of view or, or for consuming a, a pure protein and not having the carbohydrates in that basket either. I am a fan of plant-based proteins um, just because I believe the quality of those proteins is actually, in my mind, a lot more trustworthy, um, um, and I think it's a lot better. But, uh, you know, that's up for debate. As far as the animal-based proteins go, I think obviously you get different qualities of whey proteins out there. A whey concentrate is not as great as a whey isolate, and some of the whey isolates go through um, quite a number of processes which make them extremely sort of excellent whey protein isolates, but you pay quite a bit of money for those. And I think the more you pay for some of these proteins, obviously the higher the quality of the protein is. So, you know, you pay for what you get as well in the market. Um, Plant-based proteins are on the rise across the globe. Um, you know, there's rice protein, there's pea protein isolate, there's wheat protein, there's mung bean protein, there's pumpkin protein. There's so many proteins out there that are, are plant-derived. Uh, so there's such a wide variety of options for which we can choose from. 
Mark, I think the nature or sort of the, the key is in the name. It's 32GI Recover, and for endurance athletes in particular, it is a fantastic product. A lot for people to absorb, so we're going to leave it there for today. If you do want to ask Mark more questions, email him, coach at 32GI.com. Mark, as we continue on this great journey, and we will get, uh, when we start focusing more on sports nutrition, talk more about Recover and how you can bring that uh, into your diet, but where are we going to take this conversation? We've done protein. What's next? I think next we'll talk about uh, carbohydrates and uh, and uh, fats because those are two that uh, most people get wrong. They get it very wrong, and uh, so I think it's quite important to understand protein. You need to hit a target. When it comes to carbohydrates and fats, those targets can shift and shape, and we need to understand exactly how to pick them, what to pick, and sort of the kind of quantities as well to support our training and our recovery. 32 GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32 GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.